0: We are headed to the championship rounds. Going into the championship round. This is it now. Championship rounds. Hi, Jack. How's it going, man? Hi, mate. Hi, how are we? In? Good, thanks, man. I just wanted to say before we started, like, a massive thanks for, for giving up your time to talk to me because I I know you must be pretty busy now. I know you got a fight coming up and that. So honestly, man, I appreciate it a lot. Nah, no problem. Man. Nice to uh, nice to uh, I'll break from the trainer for five minutes. And... How's it going at the moment, training? Uh, yeah,
1: pretty good. Still, um, I'm just taking over now, really, for Christmas. Um, and then obviously I did hard in the New Year. Just, I'm still getting those, like two sessions a day in. But in our, uh, in our defence, it would be know for like an eight week fight camp. So matter. It's, it's more technical and, and more just staying in shape now, maintaining rather than uh, you know working towards our end
0: goals. And then obviously in January comes out it full on then. Yeah, you got um, you got a fight coming up in uh, Cage Warriors Wales in Newport, haven't what What date is that again? Uh,
1: well, this March the 3rd is the uh, show in Newport. Um, I'm waiting for an opponent at the minute. Um, so, But like I said, after last fight, I'm, uh, I'm also game to go up to London on the 24th and uh, I'll fight for the back and my party for that as well. So just a waiting game at the minute now. Uh, just waiting to year off Cage Warriors and, and hear off obviously the other fighters and, and see what the crack is really. And uh, You know me, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take whatever comes my way.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna try my best to make it up to that one. I didn't make it up to the last Newport show, but it looked really good. It was uh, it was on TV, so I'm looking to get to that one. That's gonna that's gonna be a good card, I think. Yeah, it's uh, there's a couple of the undercard's
1: already confirmed, and there's, there's some real good fights on it. And I know Josh Reed is is trying to get Josh Reed on there, um, and a couple of other big names as well. So um, yeah, you know it's always a good atmosphere in Newport as well, especially when I take take a load of fans there. It's, uh,
0: it's a lot better life than it is on tally, so you, you'll definitely enjoy it. Yeah, can't wait, man. So, well, you? you're seven zero as a pro now, shortlisted for Cage Warriors Breakout Fighter of the Year. You got, you know, an army of fans calling for title shots and a and a UFC call up. Like, did you ever like visualize this being your life when you when you first started training, or is this just more than you dreamed of? Um, I mean, it's hard to say honestly. From a young age,
1: I've always wanted to. Um, to, to compete at the high levels and, and fight, obviously, full-time, but uh, you know, when you look back, I've only been pro, I think, well, it'll be two two years in March was my first pro fight, so the fact that all come so fast and it picked up a lot of momentum, especially my following and, and you know, getting the fights on k or I didn't, I sort of hoped it would happen, but I didn't think it would happen as fast as it is, and um, luckily I'm keeping up with it all, and, um, but yeah, it is a bit surreal sometimes, you know, there's people with my name tattooed on them, and it's <laughs> 300 old people are coming to watch me fight and and whatever, and you know, Facebook and Instagram I blows up every time I have a fight,
0: so it's it it's humbling more than anything, you know, it's nice to see that so many people want to do well. Yeah, I you know, you meet the Auric Rise at the moment, I mean, I was down, the other day I was I was at um, an event uh, an evening with Chris Coleman, the Wales manager, and uh, in one of his comments, I think he mentioned your dad, and and all I could do around the room was just like, everyone just muttering the name Jack Shaw, so... You know, yeah. again, uh, you know, you're on the rise around you, man. I mean, even people who are just casual fight fans, everyone seems to know your name. That must be a bit, you know, crazy.
1: Yeah, it is, because, um, like you said, you know, when when I first started out fighting on k it was it was all my friends, really, were the only, not only supporters I have, but, you know, a big part of my following was um, was all my friends and, and family, local guys, but whereas now I have a fight, i got people coming from all around Wales to buy tickets off, you know, people I've never met, and, you can you can see they generally want me to do well, and uh, it takes you it, it takes a breath away sometimes because you know for 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 that sort of exposure and, and that sort of the wellness we upon if you part a sport like this is you don't see it very often, and uh, it, it's nice to know that like, I've got a big following because it can take a long way in the sport. You know you can be as good as you want, but if, if you can't sell tickets and you know, if you can't promote a fight sort of thing, then it's going it's, it can take a lot longer to get the way you want to go.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I noticed that about you. You seem to be very appreciative of your fans. I remember you did um, you know, you were signing and sending out those uh, stickers of yours to your fans and stuff like. that. I think that's really cool. I think a lot of uh, a lot of fighters these days just tend to take you for granted, but you seem to, you know, you seem to appreciate everyone, all the support you get. Yeah,
1: definitely. It's, um, I always say I, I I try to give if, if I can give a little bit back, you know, even if it's just a sticker for someone's car, then I will. It's um, it's, it's I always show show my appreciation because at the end of the day, you know, people are paying 20, you know, £30, £40 pound a ticket sometimes come watch it. I fought in Belgium a couple of weeks ago and a lot of my friends paid, you know, a couple of hundred quid just to come over for two days just to watch me fight. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean... It's nice to show a bit back because, you know, the, the support they give me is second and then, you know, all around the country and I, and I believe that. So, if I can give a bit back, then I will.
0: Yeah, man, I mean, you know, you, you mentioned that Belgium... Fight! I, I was watching that on uh, TV. I was on. I was on the edge of my seat. I was, you know, I was praying for you. But, you know, it. You've seen. You've come such a long way so fast. But like throwing it back, the way it began. If you could explain, you know, how your sort of mixed martial arts journey began and like when and how you you first got into it. Um. So I think I was, I was six. I think I was. My, my dad
1: just. You know, I was always into football and, uh, and and I was always quite active as a kid. So my dad took me to like a, a local kickboxing class and uh, you know, just in the. Uh, burn a bit of energy off, you was know, thinking like, as a young kid, and then, he started training at the same gym, and I think it was 2007, then he opened his own gym to Lary Combat, and uh, that's when I started taking it serious, you know, I think I was about 11, 12 at the time, I was training with, with men, full-grown <laughs> men, and my ass kicked every day, so, uh, it toughened me up fast, but, uh, I had my first, I started competing in Jiu-Jitsu at like 15, and then, when I was doing well, that's when I started to think, I know, you know, I can do quite well at this, you had like, marshmallows, uh, Chris Edwards, Martin McDonough—they were all fighting pro at the time, so it's always something I had my eye on. And then, obviously, you know, it's just a natural progression. I I'd done well at amateur, uh, won the Europeans, I'd done a bit of boxing as well. And um, you know, the plan was to always go pro, and I, I had a good amateur career. And then, you know, I just like, you know, I just turned pro, and it just went from here right? Like you said, a bit of a meteorite. Right, you just so I sit down and look back at it sometimes because you know, I've gone from. Fighting in, you know, a little ledger, head amateur, you know, fighting over Belgium with, I think, 5,000 people in the arena. So, it is a bit, it's a bit surreal, but obviously, it's only going to get bigger,
0: hopefully, so, I'm just taking in my stride. Yeah, man, I, I mean, like, what I find interesting about you is, like, for a lot of fighters, making a career out of, you know, mixed martial arts is, is, there, is like, their only chance, like, fighting's all they can do, they don't have any plan B, but... I know you have like you know you have a university degree and you have other options for career. So what is it about like fighting that draws you in rather than you know going down a route of a job with your degree and things like that?
1: It's just it's the competitive aspect. It's just something I've always done and you know, I have never really a, a natural fighter, if you know. What I mean I've never on edited or anything or I've never been into street fights. You know I've, I've never been that type of guy, but it's just the, the competition actually once I started competing I love I always had the buzz for competition and so if I go too long about the fight, I'm I'm cracking, you know, but I'm buzzing to get back in there. So the competition part as well, and also like I'm I'm big into the thing as well of rather than just being seen as an MMA fight, I like to be seen as a martial artist rather than just uh, you know a, a fighter because I like to compete in all aspects, you know, and I think it's a good way of life. to Believe, like I said, I got a degree you now. You no, know, this is this for anything from that, you know what I mean? You can pick up an injury I've seen boys pick up injuries in the gym and they can't train again or they can't train for years so I think the fact that it's not my only option was me in good speed because I'm doing it because I want to do it if you know what I mean not, yeah. not just not just because this is what this is my only chance I'm doing it because it's something I love to do and I think you know when you've got love for, some, for the sport I guess it's a lot easier to, to put the hours in and, and you know reap the rewards
0: yeah I think that's a, a big benefit you have Like you I mean you do have other options and it is just the love of the sport that draws you in so you're well known in cage warriors for like bringing that army of fans wherever you fight that's what i find so so fun about watching you fight and you know we see the similar support with fighters like brett johns and marshman uh it just seems to be like an extra element of passion in, in Welsh support in mma so like why do you think mma is taking off so much in wales and like can you can you really feel that support so much
1: yeah, like it's definitely blown up the last few years. I, think, I mean, you watch any sport—no you know, rugby, football. Um, the Welsh fans you know, always get behind their own. You only got to look at the, um, the Euros in the football. You would see that uh, you know there was, there was thousands of Welsh fans going there in support. And I think the same sort of thing is transferred to MMA now. You know, especially back last year, Jack, Brett, and uh, John getting in the UFC. This, for the lower down guys, it's shown that this uh, is a realistic goal. To, uh, to get that top level. Yeah. I think that's going to fight the fans up as well because, uh, you know, it's brought, them free getting in, it's brought so much exposure to the Welsh MMA, you know, the, the fans of Welsh MMA, it, you know, they're over the moon and, and it's just going to keep throwing more people in. You know, you've got like, BBC Sport and now doing articles on Brett and Jack. You've got ITV News, they've, they've both been on. You know, they've been on Sky Sports, BT Sports. You know, me and, like, Lou Long and Josh are fighting on BT Sports regularly, you know, so... I think, you know, because it's getting more exposure, it's definitely blowing up, but the fans are always going to be passionate anyway, but the fact that they, they get to see more of it now, they, you know, they get, they get to enjoy it more, and, you know, it's, it's like, back a couple of years ago, if, no, you know, the guys being in the UFC, they probably get to watch a show, what, well, once every six months on TV, something like that, whereas now, you know, between Cage Warriors and obviously the boys fighting in the UFC, Welsh MMA fans can, as well as support locally, they, they go off, you know, the bigger names they can look on as well and
0: support them. So, it definitely helps. Like it's grown up because it's more, um, it's more frequent now as well as, you know, rather than once or twice a year and again every month. Well, you know, all this support, all the hype behind you. I mean, I you know, I see it all over Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you know, everyone talking about your potential. I mean, I, I went, I went to see Dan, Dan Hardy speak last year. You know, there was a couple of questions about you and, and Dan Hardy speaks quite highly of you. So like, how do you deal with all like the hype and expectation around you? Does that help you or like going into a fight does that just put a surreal amount of pressure on your shoulders?
1: Um I, I mean, to be honest I don't I'm not a big I don't really suffer with pressure too much like before a fight I'm quite chilled out. But I am not the type of person to you know, let the hype get me as, as such I don't as much as I take notice of it and appreciate it I don't let it influence my feeling or influence the way I fight if you don't understand what I mean it's um as appreciative as I am, it's, I still take one fight at a time. You know what I mean, everyone's got an end goal and a long-term goal and short-term goals. But I think a lot of people get caught that you know they, they build a bit of life and they start thinking they're untouchable, and that's that's people's downfall. With you know, I take every fight as it comes, and I train just as hard for you know my first pro fight as I, as I would for a world title fight or shot at the UFC. And but no, it doesn't add any extra pressure at all. I'm all thankful for it, but I'm just taking it in my stride, you know.
0: Speaking of pressure, I asked this to. Basically any fight I ever I can ever talk to because it's always fascinated me. I train like kickboxing. I know people who do things like that, but I could I could never see myself you know like a fight situation. So can you describe what it's like mentally in the build up to a fight, like throughout camp, fight day, the ring walk, like what what is the mental toll it takes in comparison to the physical toll? Because it seems like it would be just a crazy amount of nerves and and just a real mental struggle.
1: Yeah, I mean. it is obviously very mentally tough, you know, to train three times a day, days a week. Um, and then obviously have a, have a fight at the end of hit is, is going to be hard for anyone, you know. I always say to people, you can, if someone told you to go out on the street and have a fight with some guy in a bar, you could do it just like that. But when you know you're fighting for eight weeks and you watch video on them and, you know, you know how good they are, then it has build up. But, I mean, everyone takes it differently, you know. I, I'm, I'm pretty good with that sort of thing, like, I'm pretty mentally strong. Uh, Fight day, you know, I'm chilled out. I don't really feel too nervous. But, you know, there's these guys in the gym who I train with who, you know, would generally sit shit in their house before <laughs> fighting. There's nothing, wrong, there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, everyone feels it differently. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but the best the best way to explain fight day is, why not back, It's like like a dream. Like you're watching yourself in a dream sort of thing. Because, you know, after the fight, you sort of pinch yourself. Because it, it, sometimes it doesn't always feel real because your adrenaline's high and, you know, all the, all the noise of the crowd and it's a big occasion. But... Yeah, I mean, everyone deals with it differently, but it, it is very mentally tough. That's what a lot of people don't see. You know, they can see you putting the hours in training and whatever, but the mental aspect is something not everyone appreciates. And it's you know, it's just a bigger part of the game, like you said, as, as the physical. It's, it's just as
0: mentally tough as it is physically tough. That's I've always thought that mentally it would it just be you know much much harder than than anyone anyone appreciates. You know, people just watch fighters go in there and you know you know stand and bang sometimes, but they don't realize the amount of weeks and how many times you'd you know, you'd lay in bed thinking about it, and it, it just seems scary.
1: My pet is when you have a fight, you know, and it's, it ends, you know, you, you get paid, and you're like, oh, it's not bad for nice work, but it's like, <laughs> no, it's, it's 12 weeks work leading up to it, and all the pressure and everything that comes with it. But, you know, I think you've sort of got to, got to support yourself, and, you know, you've got been in that situation to really appreciate the sort of the pressure that it puts on you.
0: Yeah, man. So, at your age now, with, you know, with your potential, how much do you value the opportunity you get, you know, at a first-hand account of Jack Marshman's like high-profile career? I know you get to, you know, you're you're good friends with Jack. You get to follow him around, you know, on his on his UFC journey. Like, what's been the most beneficial from that experience in in terms of experiences you've had with him and things you've learned? Um, but, but, probably like the best
1: experience is the fact that you know, I've cornered him in the UFC is. So if I'm ever fortunate enough to get there, which hopefully I will be, is I sort of know, not know what, what it feels like, but I know the setup. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I know things happen on fight week, and I know the clothes were the weigh-ins, and, and obviously the fight night and whatever. So that's, that's been a real big benefit, you know, like when Jack got me going, obviously, you know, it's, it's all brand new to him, um, but I'm, you know, I'm fortunate enough now, I, I know uh, so, what, we'll sort of know what goes into it on fight week and stuff. So I would say that's a real big, real big benefit. And also, I'm, you know, I've got
0: to travel the world, world of chat, to Canada, um, Albuquerque, you know, Brazil. So, you know, being, being teammates with him and friends with him is, is definitely going to benefit me in the long run as well. Yeah, definitely, man. So, moving into 2018 now, seven and zero. You got another fight scheduled. What do you, what are your goals? Is there any level or anything in particular that you want out of your career, or or do you just prefer to take it one fight at a time and and focus on you know what you can control right now? Or, or is there anything like you want to get to this level or you want to win this title or this or for this opponent?
1: Yeah, like I like said, I always say take one fight at a time. But obviously you've got long-term goals as well. You know, I'm, I'm going to drop the bantamweight in the new year. So obviously that's a goal in itself. You know, me making that weight, which I think I'll, I'll do quite comfortably. Um, I'd, like, I'd love to fight for the, the bantamweight title against uh, Nathaniel Wood if he's up for it. But again, you know, if that don't happen, then you're know, going another opportunity to present itself by the end of the year, you know, I like to get, I like, I like to be active. So I just aim for three or four fights, and just see what I say. So If I take the title shot or for U F C, then you know, happy days. If not, then you know, just take as it comes and, and go back to the drawing board. And see, see what, see what we can do with the opportunities we've got. You know, it's, it's one of them things, right? Dennis, you can plan it out as much as you want, but it doesn't, it doesn't usually go the way you think it's going to go. So, yeah. you know, you special stuff like injuries and, and pull out stuff like that. It's... Uh, just one of them ones, that's why I can take it one fight at a time and just go for me really. But yeah, I'm not before I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year and um hopefully I'll uh I'll get to show again, you know, that I'm on on an eye enough level to compete with the best guys
0: in the world. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, changing to Bantam weight like what how do you feel about moving to that weight class and, and in the long term run, do you do you see that being the weight class you'd be most comfortable in, especially like in the higher levels?
1: Yeah, definitely at the higher level. You know, I, I think I would have to drop the weight I make featherweight quite easily. Like I think I I woke up the day before the weigh-in this fight. I think it was like three or four pound over for featherweight, which isn't a lot. You know, these guys out there in the UFC cutting fifteen pound the night before. So, I think weight's a good logical step. But I, I mean, I'm I'm not completely against competing at featherweight. You know, if a good opportunity came up at featherweight, I'd compete at that weight as well. But I think weight especially you know against top level guys, would be a, the best the best weight for me and i think i would be comfortable at that weight as well you know i have a lot of guys like josh reed chris Edwards, martin mcdonough in the gym and, and they are you know we're pretty much the same size so it's, it's a weight i should be fighting that and i'm looking
0: forward to the challenges that that weight's gonna bring cool man so you know lastly you're you know you're becoming an idol to like many young aspiring fighters like i said the other week i all i could hear in in uh, in that Chris Coleman event was people muttering your name and there were conversations about you and things like that. So, you know, who who are your biggest like MMA idols growing up and, and who do you look up to now?
1: Um, as far as I got favourite fighters and stuff, but I do like, I, I really look up to my uh my dad on my coach Richard Shaw. Obviously he's been a mentor he, you know, he's not doing this fighting but in life obviously.
0: Yeah.
1: But he, you know, even when he's competing, he was used to lead from the front and he was active and you know, you'll just play everything into this fight. So that's something I aspire to do as well. But honestly, you know, guys like Joe Karzaghi as well. We have this small cut bit at the end of the day, and the fact that people like you know, Joe, and even now in the MMA, like Jack and Brett, I think they're it on the match, so well, I always look back to those guys. You know, they're big inspirations. Um, and yeah, if I can be, if I can be like the MMA, that's, uh, that's something, you know, if I, if I can follow this much stretch, I know
0: something right. Exactly, man. I think you know now with uh, Bispin coming towards the end of his career, I think we need a, uh, you know, someone new to really fly the flag, uh, you know, for for Britain as well. So hopefully you can uh, you can get that level. Yeah,
1: hopefully I'll be that guy. I keep
0: my fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, man. So honestly, so thank thank you so much for giving your time. You know, I, I ask uh, quite a lot of fighters, and uh, sometimes they they don't have the you know they don't have the time to reply to me or anything. So I really appreciate you giving up your time to speak to me. No problem, man. Any anytime you want me on, you just give me a text, and uh, I'll be happy to uh, answer a few questions. That's no problem. Awesome, All right? Thank, thank you so much, man. Uh, hopefully, I'll uh, I'll catch a fight in March, and uh, best of luck for the uh, for the camp. Thanks so much, mate. Appreciate it. All right, man. Speak to you again.